are now at the penultimate Wednesday of May, and the 21st so far in 2023. Every day is a moment in time, and this is the May 24th edition of Charlottesville Community Engagement, a newsletter and podcast that pays attention to these sorts of things, but usually only in the opening paragraph. I'm Sean Tubbs. On today's program, the owner of a used car dealership announces his candidacy for Rivanna District Supervisor in Albemarle County. Two of four members of the Charlottesville School Board who are up for election this fall will not seek another term, and the other two are undecided. But Chris Meyer will try again. Albemarle is purchasing 462 acres of land from a private developer to allow for the expansion of Rivanna Station. In today's first subscriber-supported shout-out, Charlottesville Community Bikes believes that bicycles can be a means to social change, addressing issues of equity, access, and inclusion. They provide free bikes to adults who need one and have a special program that provides free bikes to children. Would you like to learn more or support their work? Visit charlottesvillecommunitybikes.org to learn more. The owner of a used vehicle dealership on Pantops has announced he will run for Rivanna District Supervisor as an independent candidate, setting up a second contested race for elected office in Albemarle County this year. Here is TJ Fadley. I have a large stake and a personal investment in sound government in our community. And I've been asking residents, how did you like your recent property tax bill? Fadley is a graduate of Albemarle High School, who has run Free Bridge Auto for the past 20 years. He said he and many others have been shocked by two consecutive years of double-digit increases in real property assessments. Where's the taxpayer's advocate on the Board of Supervisors? There isn't one. Fadley said all new spending by the county should be subject to a cost-benefit analysis. He said middle-class property owners are feeling the pinch of higher tax bills and don't have access to either tax relief for those with low incomes or land-use taxation for those with large estates. And supervisors should be finding ways to reduce spending rather than raising the tax burden on residents. Instead, they just keep rubber-stamping the proposed budgets of county management and every year the tax rates and the assessments and the fees go up. Fadley said he would have voted to lower the real property tax rate this year. On May 3rd, supervisors approved a $554.8 million budget based on a real property tax rate of 85.4 cents per $100 of assessed value. That's been the same tax rate since 2019. Our community needs a new voice and it needs new choices. It's time for a local government to do what residents have been doing, to lead by example, to tighten their belt. Current levels of spending are unsustainable. If he qualifies for the ballot, Fadley will face Democrat B. Lepisto-Kirtley, who faced no challenges from with her own party this year. Lepisto-Kirtley won election in 2019 in a race that was technically uncontested, but write-in candidate Mike Johnson received nearly a third of the vote. In the Whitehall District, newcomer Brad Rickle is challenging Supervisor Ann Malik. Democrat Mike Pruitt is so far the only candidate for the Scottsville District to succeed Donna Price. Price opted not to seek a second term. Independents have until June 20th to qualify for the ballot with the Virginia Department of Elections. 
There are 27 days to qualify for the ballot for the November 7th general election. Today, Charlottesville City Schools announced that neither Sherry Kraft or LaShundra Bryson Morseberger will seek another term. Kraft is quoted in the press release as saying that she has enjoyed her service on the board, but that it is time to pass the torch to another person. She encouraged anyone to apply for the positions. Kraft was first elected in 2015. Morseberger was elected in 2019, and in her statement, she said that the job and the city's school students deserve someone who can give the position time and careful consideration. However, she said that she needs to reserve more time for her job, her family, and other commitments. Neither Jennifer McKeever or James Bryant have filed for re-election so far, and the release states that they are still pondering their options. So far, the only candidate that has filed with the Department of Elections is Amanda Burns, who announced her candidacy on Facebook earlier this month. A second candidate, Chris Meyer, sent out a press release on Tuesday announcing his run. Meyer had previously run in 2019, and in his section from his press release, he describes himself as a parent of two young children in city schools who wants to ensure that all students can catch up from COVID educational delays and continue the enhancement of the city's facilities, including solar on school roofs, as well as creating an endowment. The school systems release quotes from the website of the Office of Voter Registration in Charlottesville, and I'll do the same thing. If you are interested in running for office in Virginia, please refer to the State Board of Elections website for information. Local candidates for city council or school board can contact our office at 434-970-3250 or email with questions or to request hard copies of campaign finance forms and other reporting documents. It is imperative before launching a campaign that a potential candidate read the current candidate bulletin provided by the Department of Elections. listening to Charlottesville Community Engagement, and since the very beginning of this newsletter, one Patreon supporter has wanted me to draw your attention to the work of the Plant Northern Piedmont Natives Campaign. The campaign is a coalition of grassroots partners, including motivated citizens and volunteers, partner organizations, and local governments who want to promote the use of native plants. Spring has sprung, but you still have time to learn about what you need to attract pollinators who will keep native species going. To learn more, visit plantvirginianatives.org to download Piedmont Native Plants, a guide for landscapes and gardens. The Albemarle Board of Supervisors is planning to purchase hundreds of acres of land on US-29 North from developer Wendell Wood to help preserve the continued existence of a key military base in northern Albemarle County. Here is Supervisor Chair Donna Price. Albemarle County will assume an agreement to purchase approximately 462 acres in the Ravana Magisterial District for about $58 million. The vision for this purchase is to solidify the long-term vibrancy of Ravana Station in Albemarle County. 
Economic development officials have worked through a limited liability company called Rivanna Station Futures to negotiate the purchase of land through the sale of revenue bonds. The seller is technically called Next Generation LLC, for which Wood is the registered agent. Ravana Station Futures allows Albemarle County to remain an attracted, attractive and protected home to Ravana Station, which is the anchor for this industry sector. On May 3rd, supervisors heard about the impact of the defense sector on the economy and were told there is an annual impact of $1.2 billion a year. They were also told that other communities might be looking to poach Ravana Station. The move will allow for the National Ground Intelligence Center and other military entities to expand in place, should they choose to do so. The current footprint for Rivanna Station is about three buildings and a parking lot on about 75 acres. Albemarle intends to work with development partners on a new 100-acre site to provide space to grow the defense sector, as well as other economic development opportunities. Through the establishment of an Intelligence Community Innovation Acceleration Campus, or ICIAC, pronounced ICAC, this campus will be a place for public sector organizations, private sector businesses, and academic institutions to work together to co-create solutions to the biggest challenges facing our nation and the world. This campus would be modeled after a similar one in St. Louis. The purchase will also allow for the future construction of a connector road that will provide a second vehicular access to Rivanna Station from US-29. In May of 2018, the county purchased a property that formerly housed a psychic's office for $250,000. Representatives of Rivanna Station approached the county in 2018 about future expansion needs. The county performed what is known as a business retention and expansion visit to see what needed to be done to keep them. A key theme was that the U.S. Army was concerned it might not have the room to grow. If this purchase goes through, Price said the space will now be protected from encroachment. Ravana Station is the only military complex in the Commonwealth that is not currently landbound by adjacent development. By Albemarle County acquiring this property, we protect the security integrity of the station while simultaneously expanding its capacity for both remaining in Virginia and meeting the growing demand for its national defense work. Representatives of the U.S. Army were not present for the media briefing, in part because final decisions on their future have not been made. By acquiring this land, it gives us the best opportunity to keep Ravana Station here, but not only to keep it here, to see it grow. There are still a lot of moving pieces to figure out, according to Deputy County Executive Trevor Henry, but this announcement can put things in motion. What was critical, what is critical about today is being able to obtain site control. Um, the work that we'll do uh, immediately, uh, you know, uh, we, have, we have staff already engaged to do our analysis and due diligence of the site to make sure that it is, it is buildable to the level that we think it needs to be in order to afford the vision that we, that we, would, um, uh, that we have proposed and have reviewed today. 
Henry had no timeline for when anything might go to construction, but many partnerships have to be built first. This is a long game project. The, the, the work today um, secures us in our uh, ability to have open conversations with the Department of Defense, along with the state and at the federal level. Staff will present financing options to the Board of Supervisors on June 7th, and a public hearing on the real estate and acquisition will be held on June 21st. Yeah, yeah, I need subscribers, and I always do that in this end part, but I also want you to know all about Substack Notes. That's the place where I post periodic status reports pertaining to this newsletter and podcast. For instance, is one coming out today? That's the place where I will tell you such things as this and talk about the business of being a independent journalist. Do you want to support the overall business of Town Crier Productions? Consider becoming a supporter on Patreon. That's also how you can get shout-outs on this program, as well as on Information Charlottesville and 5th District Community Engagement. However, Ting only matches initial Substack payments. Either way, I'm just glad to get to put the work in, and I am grateful to all of you, paying or not paying. Just keep reading, keep telling people about this. And thank you very much. Goodbye. More tomorrow, maybe. Check Substack notes. <laughs>